0: Five, four, three, two, one thing. Mm-hmm. Awesome, Lord Zippy. How you doing, man? Very, very good. And yourself, Glenn? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Sorry about the uh, technical difficulties
1: earlier, but uh, oh, that's all right. You know, we we live in the modern world, and the modern world is pretty fucked. So, you know, well, or there's a lot there's a lot of formats you have to become familiar with. So, <laughs> exactly. I mean, exactly. this one, Ruben, th- this one right here, I'm not familiar with this one, but yeah, yeah I was, it seems everybody's got their own one that they use for this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. I I decided to give them a shot because they, they claim to do a lot of interesting stuff. And, um, Wednesday I did, a uh, an interview with a King King, Ken Stringfellow, And and interview was okay, but the technology was totally glitchy. And so I had to basically extract all the tracks and try to put them back together, which I am not good at doing. (laughs) Um, so the video is all kludgy and weird. Um, but I was like, Hey, you know, it's a good first shot. And, uh, You know, I'm going to switch switch uh, providers here. Actually, I'm going to do it myself the next couple of times, I think. So just a matter of getting my my mixing board and all that good shit back in, you know, working again. So. Right. Right. Anyway. So thanks. You're guinea pig number two. So, you know. All right. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Not my first time. Yeah. In fact, I I think it was an a Q show. I, I could be totally wrong, but I think it was an acute show where where the mixing board or, or something, an amp blue or something like that. And I think I think it was you that had to try to sing without a mic, which was basically impossible. I'm not sure oh, if yeah, you or not, but... Oh, yeah, well, that's, um, that's definitely happened. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, you, you can't really sing over some of the loudest music on the planet. You know, like there's no way to do that, but you can try.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you, can, yeah. you, can, you can pretend like you're going through the motions, right? No, we, um, had, we were actually, we played a show actually we did a little east coast tour about uh, 2 years ago and mm-hmm. we played this place called uh, Gold Sounds in um in um the Bushwick neighborhood of 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 Brooklyn and mm-hmm. we show up and the sound guy he's obviously he's loaded mm-hmm. and um he's playing Sorry. all this like like 50s like doo-wop um kind of like american graffiti type mm-hmm. of stuff and um the first band plays sound guy's gone oh no yeah <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah we had to jump we had to jump in and take over on the sound but uh yeah at least well, I it, didn't, it, so. it probably turned out better that
0: way anyway i think so yeah um so well, let's start with no, some non-music stuff right so let's talk about zippies because i'm fascinated yeah. by zippies um when did you start doing zippies like
1: that would be uh 12 years uh 13 years come may mm-hmm. is when we started that yeah no, we uh um, we found a place. So there's a bunch of stuff going on, on, on in my life. I've actually, I was, I was working with, uh, with um, kids for most of my adult life. Mm-hmm. And then I got an opportunity um, to um, be part of this uh, biodiesel um, startup company. Uh-huh. Um, so we, I, we went through the training, you know, got the company set up. We uh, went over um, uh, to Slovakia for a couple of weeks and we, uh, we trained on the machine and we came back to Seattle and we were trying to we had the machine that we were going to use was being shipped over um over, over from Slovakia and we got it over here and um we were trying to get the permits fast tracked because th- this was like you know 15 years ago or something when the biodiesel was like you know that was that was the big t- t- talk of the town everybody was was doing the biodiesel and then that the, the biodiesel thing eventually fell through but while that fell through um, we were doing um, our band toe tag, and we played mm-hmm. a show. We played a show in Ballard at Mister Cha, Mr. Spot's ch- Chai Spot, little teeny, little teeny, little teeny coffee shop. Uh-huh. We're playing there, and we're about—I don't know—about halfway through our set, and it's like, fuck! It felt like like somebody just kicked me like as hard as they could mm-hmm. uh, in in the back of my leg. And well, well, what happened is I'd I'd snap my Achilles my Achilles tendon. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, it was like that happened to like, right. You know, my wife's telling me for a couple of weeks, you need to go to the doctor. I mean, it's like I got home and I like literally crawled up the stairs mm-hmm. and I'm I'm hobbling around for a couple of weeks. And I finally go in and this fortunately it was at the same time that the, uh, the, the the biodiesel thing and it ended up not happening. Luckily, um, they still kept me on their insurance because um, it was a very <laughs> fucking expensive, expensive surgery. So I- anyway, I spent the I spent the summer um, laid up um, in a very, very deep depression and I wanted to do get get my own gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was looking around. I I tried to get a spot down at down at the market. Um, I, I didn't didn't get into that. I was looking at, at some different restaurants. I mean, I even looked at the uh, at a cigar store. Um, that's downtown, I don't know, like down in the Columbia, it was in between second, second and third.
0: Oh, I know. I think I know the one you're talking about. And, yeah. uh,
1: you know, it ran by an old couple, but this was around the same time, all that smoking ban stuff was going on. Right. So anyway, I, I was looking for something to do. And we found there was this, uh, teriyaki shop that was about a mile away from our house. Um, that, that the business was for sale for, uh, for $20,000. Oh, wow. So, so we, 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 talked, we talked to the kid because um, it was a Korean, Korean-run family. Um, only the, the son and the daughter spoke English. So we were dealing with them. And he was, like, so fed up with the, with, the, uh, with, with the teriyaki. I mean, part of the deal was they were supposed to give us, you know, all of the recipes and show us, you know, how, how they did it. Um, and we, we started going around and, and researching, um, you know, teriyaki around Seattle. I mean, cause we, we mm-hmm. liked it you know. because teriyaki is kind of like one of those things that it's like a, uh, distinctly, it's, it's a West coast thing. Yeah, it's not, it, you know, it's, um, yeah, um, but the kid was saying, yeah, you know, if somebody did, uh, did sandwiches or burgers in here it would be the, it'd be the hit. So mm-hmm. we decided to, uh, to go with burgers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's okay, so, what we,
0: so you, yeah. weren't, you weren't a burger chef before, you know, Zippy um, when I,
1: when I was younger, I worked at the red Robin and, uh, but not, no, no, not really a burger connoisseur or anything like that. It's just, that's what, you know, was suggested. And, you know, that's what we went with. And, you know, when we, when we opened, it was kind of like, that's what still when we had MySpace before, right. you know, the big, the big jump to Facebook and everything changed. Right. Um, so we were kind of like, we opened like right at that, right at that time when that whole social media deal was, was, was really kind of starting. And mm-hmm. um, it was like, uh, it was, it was huge it was huge for us. I mean, we, we were contacted by the food network. We, we had been open like not even three months. Oh yeah. And, I, I want to I get to that. Cause that was an awesome episode. So, Oh no, that that's, that's even something different. That's mystery diners. Th- oh, this, that's was, right. this, that's right. this was, this was even <laughs> even before that. Yeah. We were contacted by the, uh, the, the guy, the guy Fieri show, you know, diners drive-ins and dives. Mm-hmm. And uh, first they couldn't believe that we were only open for three months and that they were like hearing about us. And uh, <laughs> And, and at that point in time, you know, our thing was we we were able to grind our own beef, was mm. was you know was our was our niche, and um, that wasn't good enough for them. It's like you know the our 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 black mark was that we use frozen French fries and that we didn't cut our own French cool. fries. So that's why they didn't put us on the show. But I mean, we were you know it was you know it was fucking insane. You know it was you know <laughs> it was an insane you know when we were in our first location, it had it. We had uh, twelve stools, and then we had a couple of picnic tables outside. Right. And it was yeah, that's f- fucking crazy, crazy, yeah, crazy. That, that is, yeah. That is. Yeah.
0: So, just how how are you doing during the, the COVID thing? Like, are, are
1: you um, it's you know, yeah. it, it it was good to, um to begin with, but you know, no, it's it's getting you know, right. It's progressively gotten worse. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, and
0: I think yeah, what that, happened that, is a lot of people were like. Okay, I'm bored. I have a little bit of discretionary income, you know, so I'm going to spend it, you know, because I want to take care of people. That's and then suddenly
1: that's, they're like, fuck, I don't have any money on my own. So now that's, what? That's you totally, know. you know, yeah, totally. And, you know, we, you know, we're, we could only do, um, you know, it's not really worth the way that, you know, our, our business is run. It wasn't worth us setting up indoor seating when mm-hmm. it could only be at a certain percentage. You know, right. we'd only opened up indoor seating like two weeks ago you know oh, we opened man. up the, we opened up indoor seating on a friday and then sunday morning which you know is always kind of weird here in seattle i don't know how it how how things are announced um in other parts of the country but mm-hmm. i mean you know the 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 governor of the state of washington picks some really really odd times you know when he when he announces yes, she does. Stuff. <laughs> so i um, you know so 11 o'clock on a sunday morning is it's you know yeah and you know, there's a lot of places in in seattle and you know all over the united states states you know they spent a whole lot of money you know mm-hmm. to make their indoor spaces you know mm-hmm. acceptable and where you're following you know all the guidelines for indoor dining Absolutely. There, there's a, a bar owner whose name i
0: won't mention because he's extraordinarily controversial but i know he just spent like i think 200 grand on his bar like seriously like you know UV yeah lighting shit and like whatever right. and, like
1: for what you yeah, know. well, and it's you know, and it it's almost kind of like you know, I I hated going to bars when there was smoking. It was yeah. the most vile, disgusting thing. But, but what when, when the, you know when they started changing the rules and and you know all these bars and restaurants had to install you know all this really really um you know high tech um air circulation equipment in there, mm-hmm. and then it's like then then you can't smoke, and they spend all this money on all this equipment to circulate right. you know clean up the air, but then there's no smoking.
0: Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I, I'm a smoker and I hate the smell of smoke. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I haven't smoked inside for, you know, 20 years. So,
1: yeah, it's a it's a yeah, it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, it's totally gross. So, um, well, that sucks. So, okay, let's get back to Zippies yeah. a little bit. Just yeah, so um, so we
1: were we were in the uh, <clears throat> our original location in Zippies. We were in there for um, for three years and um, the owners of the building, um, this is a whole whole um other weird you know economic real estate um sort of you know games of games that people play but uh, they had uh, um they had stopped paying the mortgage on the building mm-hmm. so you know we were screwed there was like a little coffee shop that was on 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 the, on the far end of the building and mm-hmm. um you know they they just ended up leaving um and people were in there you know that's when the the whole stripping wire and taking out copper pipe and all that shit i mean they like pretty much took this thing you know apart you know like you know vultures and um so that you know the 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 people that that own the building you know that defaulted on the loan they'd use their it's all this weird this these fucking weird money games that aren't, aren't anything that i play they defaulted on the loan it was like a million some dollar loan um, they had done it before you know their house was they had you know million dollar house it was used for collateral and you know mm-hmm. it was all this shit and then the bank the bank took over the, took, took over the uh, took over the property until it was sold <clears throat> and then the uh, the bank they see wow these guys are doing fucking you know great business and then they tripled our rent uh-huh. to 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 like what we would be paying if we had a space in downtown or on fucking Capitol Hill. I mean, we're in like a little we're in like a little teeny storefront in the Highland Park neighborhood of West Seattle. Oh, that's right. right. We, yeah. We yeah. we have 12, we have we're selling fucking hamburgers and we have 12 bar stools in our restaurant, <laughs> you know. And uh yes, we said, you know, we you know, f- fuck fuck you guys. You know, mm-hmm. we, we left, we got out of there, we we took the f- fucking got up there with the, the saws all and fucking took down the exhaust the exhaust hood. You know, <laughs> that's so, right. you know yeah, That's it was good. fucking it was yeah, it was stupid. And then at that it, you know, luckily at that point in time, you know, we had a really, really strong um um customer customer base, and one of our customers um recommended a place that was in uh, White Center, which mm-hmm. is just you know about a mile um south of uh, of where we were in Highland Park. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a place that was originally um what was a country what was it called, Rick? Right? That wasn't country kitchen. Cookbook cafe. cookbook cafe is what the oh, place okay. what the place originally was and it was like you know back when you know breakfast places were breakfast places you know the building right. opened opened it, um in like 1984 or 1985 you know one of these places you go in and you know they're making country fries and they bake their own bread and it's just like you know like shit you don't even get anymore because you, you can't, you can't afford to pay, yeah you can't afford to pay people the amount of money that it that it takes to you right. know make that make that kind of food yeah Yeah, so we got you know um we saw we got we got in there we uh got on the uh, king county tax Assessor website and found out um who owned the building and Mm -hmm. we uh, sent the landlord um a letter and said you know we wanted to you know we wanted to get in there Mm -hmm. and um yeah and we got into the space up there in white center cool and then how long until you opened
0: the the georgetown location
1: Uh, um the georgetown location we were probably for four, four, or five years into into White Center before we opened up Georgetown. That, you know, we have, yeah, we opened up Georgetown. You know, um, um, John John Bennett, who owns a, a lot of the properties down in Georgetown, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a, a, a family friend. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm you know my you know I'm a West Seattle guy. who's a West Seattle guy. My mom had property down there, and uh, he had been trying to get us into Georgetown for a long time. And he had this uh, uh, space that opened up, and mm-hmm. um, wife reluctantly. Um, She's sitting over here. Reluctantly, <laughs> she uh, reluctantly allowed allowed me allowed me to um, yeah to, to to pursue it, and we um, right. we were going to do it with a partner, and mm-hmm. then we met with the guy, and he was really really gung ho, and he had the, the you know supposedly he had the financial backing, but then he's going, well, you know, I'm, I'm in a band and, you know, I can't do this, this, that, or the other. It's like, fuck uh, dude. I mean, it's like you've, yeah, it's like having a baby, you know, if you want your baby to, to, to thrive, you got to be there for the baby. Otherwise it's like, no, uh, need it. yeah. So, you know, um, yeah, we were down there for three years and um, mm-hmm. after being, being broken into um, five times. Right. And um, yeah, yeah you know, I'm a, I'm a fairly nice guy. Mm-hmm. I'm easily I'm easily taken advantage of, and you know I you know it just it just reached reached a point where it's like I'm I'm you know I I, I get tired of being lied to. Sure. You know, okay. and um, and then you know that was all that you know that was during the time I and mean, we, we we used to as as a business we used to be able to do more for our staff. Because that that was our choice. I mean, we we for years we provided a we provided a bus pass subsidy. You know, we um we we would you know match match the tip pool. You know, whole whole bunch of shit that we had to do, and mm-hmm. as well as you know you know shift beers and shift food because all of the all of that stuff stuff costs money. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like and an old school. Yeah. And it's, it, it does. And it's, it's kind of like an old school, you know, restaurant mentality where, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot, a lot of alcohol and drug abuse, you know, people are, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking you, you're fucking me. There's all that kind of stuff, you know, right. people are stealing food and uh, you get food and yeah, all that stuff, but you're not, but you're not paying, being paid shit, you know, then it gets to be where it is, is now where you have to mm-hmm. pay people more mm-hmm. and uh, you know, all of that stuff, you can't, you can't have all that stuff anymore. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, exactly. it's hard to, you know, to explain to somebody that, you know, because, you know, at Zippy's, we, you know, we start off people at $16 an hour. Then you train for a month and then you get, then you get 17, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we get, we get. You, you get, a, you get, um, we, we used to do free meals. We had to stop that. Um, mm-hmm. you, you, if you want a meal, you get it for half off and, Reasonable. you know, you, you use the analogy. I mean, if you work at, if you work at Safeway or the fucking Home Depot, you're, you're making $15 an hour.
0: And, and at the end of the day,
1: at the, of the day <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day yeah yeah right at the end of the day you don't get to take home a fucking hammer and a fucking right. box of nails, you know <laughs> i mean crazy. so it's kind of like it's it's this weird you know mentality shift that's hard and it really you know yeah you know going off going off onto a tangent you know i get
0: no you know, I, that's fine i mean what, so were you a supporter of the uh, obviously i mean but i mean ask the question anyway you were a supporter of the $15 an hour we, we were already paying that already. Right. Well, that's we, what I'm saying. So yeah. We, we
1: started, yeah, we started give, giving our, our staff uh, paid time off be- before that, you know? So it's. I mean, yeah. And, and, you know, I think in a lot of respects in in some ways, the $15 an hour has, has backfired because people get, people get, you know, they give you less hours or, you know, there's, that's, it's another one of those money games that if you're, you know, a big, you know, as a business person, I mean that's what you do, and that you have to, you know, main, maintain your bottom bottom line is a little bit is more important. Sure, absolutely, no, yeah.
0: absolutely. So, okay, so obviously before you did Zippies, which by the way is awesome. If anybody's listening, Zippies, your right center now, right? 90, 96,
1: 14, 14th Avenue Southwest, right off uh, Fourteenth and
0: Roxbury, beautiful white center. See, See I you, only you doing uh, delivery and delivery and takeout. Perfect, man. Perfect. Um, I've only I had only been to the Georgetown one because I I've lived in Seattle since '85, and I think I've been to West Seattle like twice, maybe three times. Oh, oh. Time. so I I and always to like salties, you know, or, or one of those places, right? right. So I never really hung out in West Seattle, um, and especially like white. I know nothing about like White Center beer, like any of anything south of like Sodo. Right. <laughs> I no idea, but. I have gone, I did go to your, your Georgetown location and it's awesome stuff. So, yeah, um, that's great. So obviously before all of that, you did a bunch of other things and, you know, the biggest one is, you know, music stuff. So, um, and by the way, I was talking to, to Tommy Hansen actually earlier today and trying to get him yeah. on the show. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, he's funny, man, because he, he's become more and more curmudgeonly the older he gets, like right. I mean, he's literally the definition of a curmudgeon. So that's why I have to get him on here just so we, you know, we can talk. Uh, and I say I, I told him, Yeah, we're definitely gonna talk about the farts. You know, and him, here's Tom, thumbs up. Like no words, just like thumbs up, let's talk about the farts. So what I want to know is before the farts, so yeah, I, I didn't move here until like eighty-five, and I didn't really get into the music stuff until probably eighty-six ish, maybe eighty-seven. So um I know some of the history, but not a huge amount of it. Um before the farts, what did Blaine Cook do before the farts? I was while I was
1: in high school. <laughs> okay well that's fine <laughs> yeah right yeah with yeah with, that's yeah, that's what i did i've you know went to school listened to records rode my skateboard um took acid smoke smoke <laughs> weed perfect. you know skip 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 school you know <laughs> you know so I, the first your first band is
0: what you're trying to say
1: yeah I fucked off yeah yeah and then you oh, know right. when then you know punk then you know punk rock came around and you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know i was i was attracted to that and yeah so okay the the farts to me are fascinating
0: because so few people outside of of i'm gonna say seattle but but definitely the west coast know anything at all about them but yet the the album i've seen the album cover all over the place you know just randomly like i saw it in saw it in a bar in tokyo for fuck's sake so you know just it it's out there yeah people don't really know a whole lot about the band they don't know a whole lot about you know, they know the song Judgment Day, which which is an awesome song, but yeah, way. but um the rest of it, they don't really know. Like I, I mean you guys nobody nobody cared about
1: Seattle back then. That's you know no, that's... not at all.
0: Not yeah. at all. Yeah. Um in fact that's another thing we can get into, like, especially when you start talking about the accused, is that people forget that Seattle was a metal town. Like, I mean, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of metal in the you know, the early to mid-ish eighties, right? Um in fact, I was wearing a Coven shirt yesterday for, for, for Wednesday for the, the, you know, the Ken interview. And, like, I love that band, you know, just love them to death. But if you were to play them for somebody, they'd be like, that's not a Seattle band. And they're not. They're Motley Terrace, but still, you know. yeah. <laughs> the north end of Seattle was was particularly rife with the, the metal stuff. Um, So what was I going to say? Oh, oh, so the farts. So you guys, I know you did a a tour of sorts at least one right up and down the west coast
1: well we started we started playing i i can't be certain if our if our first show was like in december of of 1980 um i know i've got a flyer from us playing at the show box in january of 81 um so that that's what that's when we started we played uh, all around seattle because we were in um we were in cahoots with the um um well ter- terry morgan he's 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 still around you know the guys mm-hmm. who were running the show box back then you know right. uh, you know the modern productions with you know terry morgan and then you know later on you had jim jim lightfoot and and uh and mike mike verini were in there and mm-hmm. um so we we were we, we had the in at the show box and there was another another band at that point in time a band called soldier um, right they were they were they were practicing at the show box so you know we were able to um and also I, I would, that's back when I was hanging out with Regan Hagar, who was from right. uh, Malfunction and, you know, Brad and a whole, a whole bunch of other <clears throat> shit, the deception now and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But, uh, you know, so we, we were, we, you know, we were able to hang out there. We, we worked security, we hung flyers and it was all kind of like just for the privilege of being able able to hang out hang out at the show box and then we got all the shows so we got so the farts we got to you know we played with discharge and fear um you know the the, right. the of humans from canada um uh doa the, uh, the the circle jerks um all, all the big bands that came through we got to we got to be on that on that stage and right. uh, and then we met up with um we got to play with it with the dead kennedy's and uh biafra uh, really dug uh, really Doug, um, Steve's lyrics cause Steve wrote, you know, um, you know, 97% of the lyrics of, mm-hmm. of first parts at that point in time. And it was more, you know, Steve, uh, Steve Fart off and it was more, it was more his, his, his baby than, than anybody else's. And, mm-hmm. uh, so Biafra really dug it. And then we got our chance, our first, our first trip down to, uh, San Francisco, um, was in the latter part of, 80 of 81 and i think we Mm -hmm. played uh, we were down there for maybe not quite a week and we played like three or three or four or five shows and we 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 flew down there and then we took the um he used to have a choice of either the the green tortoise or the gray Mm -hmm. rabbit and the gray <laughs> rabbit was the one that that, you know went the quickest. And the green tortoise was was the slow bus down there, you know, a bunch of right. fucking hippies. You need know, you went at Crater Lake and a granola or fuck whatever. You know, you're going uh, smoke weed on the side of the road, you know, Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing they let you do anymore. But uh yeah, we we flew down there the very, very first time and um, Biafra hooked us up with um, this guy, his name was Bob Noxious, and he was the mm-hmm. singer for a band called The Fuck Ups. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had a, a storefront that they were living in um, in the Mission District of San Francisco. So we we stayed that yeah the first the first trip down there we stayed with uh, stayed with the fuck ups. That was pretty fucking wild. I don't even know if they even had running water. Yeah, and- that was the the mission was not a a
0: very happy place in, in the early 80s I, I remember. That. <laughs> no, no, you
1: know there's parts of it right now that aren't very happy but yeah for the most right. part it's a lot happier now than, than it was at that point
0: they keep pushing people further and further up so that they're basically like you know they're trapped between like the the high upper mission is nice yeah the lower mission is getting gentrified and yeah. like squeezing everyone like right in the middle so yeah yeah yeah. Um, I, I love san francisco but the last couple of times i've been down there it's just like that's sad it, 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 I mean, Seattle makes me super sad, but San Francisco makes me like really, really, really sad. Yeah.
1: But, um, you know, if if you travel, it's, it's like that everywhere. Yeah. You know? It's true. It's, it's true. It's, it's, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, really I was living in, that... I was living in Manhattan when they, when they were starting to, to really go through that. And, uh, actually, I'm sorry, just after they had gone through that. So, um, it was really sad to see, like, you know, literally Walt Disney in the center of Times Square, like, you know, it's like, there's no porno theaters. There's, you know, there's nothing. They're, they're all gone. Instead, it's Disney and it's Planet Hollywood. and You know, all that shit. oh, yeah. It's yeah. Like, crazy. Um, meanwhile, rents are, you know, skyrocketing. Yeah. But, all well, right. The so the thing he, about San,
1: San Francisco still is it's still, you know, if you get down there around the Tenderloin and uh, oh, yeah. you know, kind of that, 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 you know, part, you know, um, you know, it's still kind it's still pretty gritty. And there's still a lot of shit down there that's been there for a long time. There but, is. Uh, but then there's, you know, the, you know, the other, the, the, the drug and the mental health businesses. Uh, <laughs> not, not, not too. <laughs> That's very true. So, okay. So
0: you, you're, you're staying at a, basically a squat. Yeah. So in, that, yeah, yeah, so this guy. is
1: the, the, yeah. The first time that we, we went down there, we stayed with the fuck ups. We did a, uh, we did a big show. Um I can't remember. I think uh, it, it was it was either the elite club or or the old Waldorf. It was a club that was right next to the space that was Jim Jones's church. Oh, perfect. So I, I always for, forget which one it was. So yeah, we did. Yeah, we did did a big big show there with the Dead Kennedys um, on on that same trip. It's like fuck. We played with like we played with the Minutemen. We played with Flipper. We played with Seven mm-hmm. Seconds. I mean, it was just like um, Toxic Reasons. It was just wow. like the, um, the the bands we. I mean, it was just like because uh, that's when all that stuff was happening. It's like, you know. And you're like 19 or so at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then when we, when we got down there to stay with the fuck-ups, you know, I'm going, hey, can you know, hey, can somebody go buy me some beer? <laughs> they're going, no, you know. So, yeah, you just, you know, yeah, go right to the, you know, liquor store. I think I bought a little, a uh, uh, little pint of, a, like a maker's market it seemed like the right thing to do, but fuck, uh, it was 19 years old. It was God awful. <laughs>
0: so you get up on stage and you're like Wah. oh no no that was just the, the
1: whole <laughs> that whole trip down. Yeah. so that was that was the first time we went down there and we we did shows in in uh, portland um you know we did some stuff up in uh, vancouver because back back then there was a, a a really really strong connection between um the vancouver scene and and um and the seattle scene right so you know you know you know doa and the subhumans and um you know all the the, the variations of those bands you know we mm-hmm. used to uh you know come come down all, all the time right so I'm, I'm a big fan of like
0: some of the, the more like power poppy stuff that came out I, I don't even know what to call them but like uh um
1: like the uh, pointed pointed sticks, pointed and, sticks yeah pointed yeah. sticks
0: and, and uh um like you know the cowboys and you know the heats that sort of shit from from that era like i, yeah. I love a lot of that stuff and yeah in fact I, I need to get some of those people on because a lot of people don't even know those bands exist, and and it's it's actually too bad, right? Because, again, I, the older I get, especially the more I get into like the power poppy sort of stuff, you know, yep, it's, yeah. it's soothing yeah. to the soul. It's like good to listen to when you're cleaning or whatever. Um, um, yeah. So, all right. So you do all the stuff with. I, I don't want to dwell a huge amount on, on the farts or you know walk. out. So, uh, okay. So anyway, that yeah,
1: that was the first time. Then we went down another time when we played. Uh, we did a couple of shows with a discharge. Went down there, played the right. fucking huge. Back then, where there were those these huge shows. We played at the Santa Monica Civic and the Oakland Auditorium. You know, once again, what's like you know we playing with Discharge and the Bad Brains and the Circle Jerks and you know oh. the, the lewd and you know just like this list of bands. And it's like the shows are just fucking shitty. Sound is fucking right. terrible. You know, back then nobody has good gear. Um, and uh, yeah, Very and much, that reminds me. I
0: need to get I need to get Bobby Click from the loot on. <clears throat> 'Cause he's a fascinating guy too. Yeah. Um, although he he came in a little bit later into the band, if if I yeah, remember. Yeah, he's one of the yeah. Um, but he's he kind of like became the de facto guy to contact person, I guess, for the band. So that that's how I actually met him. Um they did a a fortieth anniversary show. What was it? That, it was stupid. The fortieth anniversary of punk, and they did it at at this this space. Um I'm trying to remember what it was called, but anyway, it was out in the outer mission this is in 2016 I want to say. um and I was so excited because you know Cheetah Chrome was headlining it was like god I, you know I want to go see Cheetah you know like that would be fucking awesome um and I showed up and there were maybe 25 people when I walked into the hall yeah right it was, like it was an all-day event you know and they had like victims and they had I mean I, I forget it was like 15 bands um and I thought the lude was going to play at night. And that's the main, like, the lewd and cheetah chrome, those, that was the reason I was down there. And uh, so I left and and tried to find a, a bar. And there, of course, there's nothing to find anywhere around. So I had to, like, take a cab, way the hell out. Anyway, so I was like, oh, you know, after a couple hours, I was like, fuck it, you know, go back. And it turns out the lewd started at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> it's, a, you know, it's like an old school punk rock. You know, like, we're talking to the guys who are now like, oh, you know, with the, you know. All, everyone is walking around with their canes basically, you know? So anyway, the lewd put on an awesome show and actually got, uh, um, Vanderhoof to, to come down and, and do the show with them. So that was, oh, that cool. was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had never seen him completely bald, so I didn't even recognize him. I was like, who is that guy? <laughs> you know? Um, so anyway, but, but Sheeta, not to go too deep in the story, but, but then I went back out again cause I got bored and, uh, came back a few hours later and just as Cheetah was coming on and by that time there were, I don't know, two, maybe 250 people, you know, something like that. Um, And Cheetah comes out and he brings James Williamson out with him. Oh, cool. So that was incredible. You know, that kind of saw the Stooges. So that's cool. You know, anyway, that's my little walk down memory lane of, but um getting back to to the farts <laughs> um so you have this incredible experience um you know when you're when you're younger and the farts no. only lasted a couple of years right oh, yeah yeah okay so did, did you basically already started at that point i mean they they were kind of playing around or did you were you a founding member of of the accused?
1: no no the accused they, they yeah they were already a band they actually played one of their first shows right. with with the farts um, yeah, the one, the one right. show that the one um, official show that the Farts did with Duff McKagan playing drums, we played down in Portland, right? <laughs> and um, and the Accused showed up because we were we were playing with another um, local band called the Rejectors. They were you know a cu- couple of years younger and they were right. kind of in that same same crew crew as the Accused. Um, yeah, so the Accused, yeah, they actually yeah played one of their first shows. It was like uh, yeah November November of '82. When that would
0: have been, and so you you basically just went straight. Did you go straight from the farts? Uh, no, because then we have what well, we did. So,
1: so after the farts, we changed the name of the band to Ten Minute Warning.
0: Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay, okay. That, this yeah, is like so a we, great. Yeah, so we, we, we changed the,
1: the the name of the band to Ten Minute Warning. So when when we got Duff in the band, we'd been working on, I don't know, we had maybe like five or eight songs we had been working on when when loud loud was still our drummer and. Um, so then right. Duff, Duff came in and we uh, we recorded um, God maybe we even had like nine or ten there's some of them that were just lost so we end up we we recorded uh, these five songs with uh, with Duff with Duff playing drums and we released those um, on a cassette um, called The Survival of the Fittest right. and then we also um, sent 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 a couple of the songs out and they were on the songs ended up being on, on like six six or seven different different compilations. Um, so then, shortly mm-hmm. after they were, they were um, after the cassette was out, whatever, whatever, whatever reason. It doesn't really even matter now because it's too late. We changed the name of the band to Ten Minute Warning, and um, Steve mm-hmm. Steve c- continued to play play bass for a while, but then he ended up he ended up quitting. He wasn't that that wasn't that wasn't going to be his thing. Mm-hmm. So we we went on his Ten Minute Warning, and then um, so we have. Paul, Paul Soldier was playing lead guitar and then Duff moved mm-hmm. to play uh, rhythm guitar. And then uh, we got a, a guy named David Griegs, and he played bass. And then a, ga- a guy named uh, Greg Gilmore um, was playing the drums. Um, mm-hmm. So we did that. We had a guy um, by the name of Kyle Nixon, who was our manager. And Kyle Nixon was mm-hmm. the uh, singer for Soldier. So he was, you know, mm-hmm. good, good friend of uh, Paul soldiers. So he was, you know, back then Kyle Lickson was always trying to be, you know, entrepreneur, you know, doing this, 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 that, or the other. He actually did some of the big shows down at the uh, Mountaineers hall. And he was the guy that first brought black flag to Seattle. Um, okay. that, was, cool. that was Kyle Lickson that did that. Um, um, yeah, so we, do, um, we played once again, we were able, because, um, what we were doing we still had that jellybee offer connection um so we uh, mm-hmm. were able to lock on to some shows where that we got to do with the uh, with the dead canedies um mm-hmm. we played uh um portland seattle and we did uh, vancouver bc at the ubc um with the dks we did did a couple other other local things we did a big uh, uh metal show out when they were doing um uh when the east side metal thing was a big deal and they were doing shows at the uh, mm-hmm. south gate roller rink and we played out there yeah. <laughs> we played out there with um um culprit and a band called I kids kids skin and um i guess there was an air guitar thing which i don't, right. I, don't I don't remember so scott
0: scott roll from culprit is another guy that i have trying to get on oh. board he, he's he's oh he froze up um, it's okay you'll come back okay yeah
1: and uh oh
0: um this is this is what editing is for
1: oh, okay that's okay yeah and then, <laughs> we'll figure it out yeah and um, then there, are uh well then there just got to be when they were uh you know my uh my 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 musical tastes and musical abilities weren't what the 10-minute warning was looking for so they uh so they kicked me out of the band And, um then, after they kicked me out of the band, I started playing guitar, and I played in a band called Mr. Stubbs and his carnivorous chicken band. Um, we played for about a yeah, we played, we played for about a year. Um, it was a friend of mine, uh, um, uh, Donald Brown, a big skater uh, back in the days, and another guy by the name of uh, Pat Pat Quirk, um, if anybody's familiar with the uh, skate culture um, in Seattle, um, in the, uh, early eighties, up until probably in the early nineties, you'd, uh, you'd know who, uh, Pat Pat Quirk was. And, uh, yeah, then one day, uh, one night I was off to see, uh, GBH and the fastbacks play at the Mountaineers hall. And a couple of the guys from the UQs who I'd mm-hmm. actually been hanging out with, um, already, they asked me to be in the band. I think that was, uh, Mm -hmm. um april april of 84 is uh when i got in the accused Mm okay yeah
0: okay that's awesome okay so the the accused i don't think i'm trying to remember the first album i heard of the accused and probably more fun
1: than oakland casket funeral i probably was the first one that i heard
0: was that the first one you were on Uh, we did
1: the martha splatterhead ep was what we did first when I was in the band, and then, okay. So they, they hadn't recorded an album. Uh, we yet. did. We did uh, the Return of Martha Splatterhead, um, which was um, mm-hmm. it, it was an album. Yeah, we included uh, the. No, I mean before you Oh joined, no! They, yeah, they, yeah they, not, they they had, had no done a they had done a split LP with uh, with the Rejectors. Yeah. And they oh, okay. Were on the perfect. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Fatal so uh label um, uh, Malcolm Conn over from uh, Eugene. <laughs> We'll put that out.
0: Okay. That's cool. Okay. So your 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 vocal style obviously changed fairly significantly between, you know, yeah. those two bands. Right. Or, or between, you know, actually between all three of them, it, it, it changed quite a bit. Um and I've only heard as as ninety-nine percent of, of humanity has heard, um, only the pretty rough live recordings of ten minute warning. I I, I didn't buy the uh, the album mm-hmm. that I just re- released.
1: Um I should have, I, you're oh, probably I got, sold out I by now, not, I can, I, I can send you uh, If you have a, I see you have a record player, so. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, that, that's, that's almost a, um, it's almost apocryphal in Seattle, you know, like that, that entire, you know, you know, and, and I don't think it's just because of, of Duff. I, I think it's more of, of um, it was a coming of age sort of band for a lot of people because the yeah. timing was just right. You know? So especially people around my age you know like it was like the perfect like um sort of like discovering black flag or something like that you know it's like that that sort of mythical sort of band that you know um that i'm so i'm actually surprised you haven't sold you know a few thousand i tried you know uh, i
1: i am still on the uh, the 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 do it yourself thing and you know people now are so accustomed to ordering stuff online and amazon it's like you know now everybody well do you have a band camp page it's like why do I need a fucking bandcamp page? I'm, talk- I'm talking to you right now. You want to buy the fucking record? Send me the money. I'm gonna pack it, up, pack it up, and I'm gonna send it in the mail. You know, it's like I'm ta- everything right. you do now, you got to go through a yeah. fucking middleman. It's like no, I'm I'm okay. You know,
0: a lot of what happens is people want to buy like or, or buy. They want to test yeah. the digital side, yeah. And then if they like it, really really like it, then yeah. they might buy yeah. the vinyl. But I'm not. Right. Yeah, I'm not doing. I'm not doing um, digital on this. Yeah. No, you should, you shouldn't. I mean, like, this is the sort of thing that, that, you know, I, I think a limited edition is, is yeah. by far the best way to go, you know? Um, and then maybe 10 years from now, maybe, maybe then, you know, look at it at a, oh, somebody, at least,
1: somebody, somebody's going to transfer it to, to digital and put it on YouTube. I mean, you know, like, yeah, so. of course. Yeah.
0: yeah. We'll make it through, <laughs> you know, um, the, the entire. Oh, he keep, Fucking yeah.
1: You keep freezing
0: up. Yeah, I think we're we're both kind of freezing here. Okay. Um yeah, so it's okay. I actually just completely lost you, but that's okay. Um accused stuff. You you want to talk about the accused a little bit?
1: Um yeah, which part which part do we where which part do we go to? (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so I, I remember, like the uh, you know, like the the first time. Um, oh, by the way, your video may kick back on in um, once once we're done with this whole thing. Okay, and we'll we'll talk about that later. Um, if not, I'm going to put a picture of I don't know uh, Martha or something up there for you. Um, although I'm I'm terrible at editing video, so we'll see how that goes. Okay. Um, so I remember uh, listening to. Again, I'm I'm almost I'm positive it was more fun than an open casket funeral because a friend of mine bought it just because of the cover, um and you know because that that's what we used to do you know just buy it. hey that looks cool oh, there you go, um you're like that looks cool you know let me check it out, um and and outside of like maybe Molly Hatchet albums I was I you know it usually worked pretty well but you know, like Molly Hatchet was like oh that looks like a metal album or the Grateful Dead. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I never fell for the Grateful <laughs> Dead. Thank God. Because um, talk about a band I hate, right there. Um, anyway, so a friend of mine bought it, and you know, I think it was more of like the you know the, the cartoonish you know nature of the whole thing. And he was like, "Ah, oh, this looks really funny," you know. So we sit in and listen to it, and, and the first song is what WCLT. Uh-huh. Um, I was like, "Okay, this this sounds um you know this is interesting, interesting, interesting," and then. By the time we got through, I think we were, we were probably pretty stoned or drunk or, you know, some combination thereof. And when we got down to uh, um, the cover, which the name just totally escapes me. Uh, uh, Devil Woman. Devil Woman. Yes. So in my reptilian brain, I got this, this like, oh, this song sounds familiar. No, it can't possibly be. Like, no, there's no fucking way. <laughs> Listen to the whole thing. And it was like, OK, this is my new favorite song. Right. So the rest of the album was like, OK, this is good, but this is this is my song. You know, listen to it over and over and over and over again. And one night I was playing it really loud. My mom came home. She's like. Is 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 that what I think it is? You know, she was horrified. <laughs> She's like, I can't believe what they did to this song. Like this is this is sacrilegious. <laughs> <You know? laughs> anyway, um, so. What, what you guys did, I think, is is it's kind of interesting. Right? And I was trying to come up with a. a, a I know most bands hate this and actually all bands hate this, but you know, I, I always try to come up with like, if you put two bands together, which two bands would you have to put together to come up with another band, right? And with with The Accused, it was kind of like this, This I couldn't quite come up with two, but I'm going to try anyway. It's sort of like um, uh, 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 Napalm Death and, and what was the other band that I had? I'm sorry, I, I totally forgot. It was Napalm Death and because more, I guess, for the like vocalizations more than anything, I guess. And uh, um, what was the other one? Well, Discharge, I guess, would be a good one. Like if you kind of put those two things in a blender, and and added you, yeah, mix. <laughs> like that, That's kind of how the whole thing came out. And it was funny because at the time I didn't know, well, I didn't know Napalm Death at all. I mean that that actually surprisingly came fairly late for me. Um, but discharge, I knew at that point, but I knew more of their metalish sort of stuff. Right. You remember that, you know, I guess like 85, yeah, yeah, 86. Yeah. This when they is started. a
1: grave, a grave new world. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I still like, but I mean, it's, it's certainly not, you know, hear nothing, yeah. say nothing, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, it was, it was like really unique. And I remember being amazed, like, oh, these guys are from Seattle. That's weird. Like it didn't fit right to me um and then i saw you live a few times and i forget it might have been gbh i don't remember i mean it, years and years and years ago you know like 85-ish 86 somewhere in there um anyway that, that was my whole point of, of getting into so you were in the queues for what 20 years right give or take
1: for that for that first run that would have been 84 up until 90, 91 Mm-hmm. Maybe the end of '92 is you know when I was in it that that solid time and there was a lot of you know a lot of changes that happened you know dur- during that time, right? Yeah. Okay. So, you know,
0: obviously you guys toured a lot and and whatnot. So, you you rejoined though after '91 at some point, right? At least for, for some period of well, time. I, or I didn't
1: rejoin. We we, we reformed. Re- okay. Got it. Yeah. Trying to keep, keep it on a PC positive type of a, of a level. Yeah, we got back together right. um, in um, late, early, early 97. Early 97, late, late 96. Yeah, we got together. We got back together for a while. But kind of the stuff that we were doing was kind of like, uh, that was like dying, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, we got together. We, you know, we did it for, we did it for a while. We did some shows and then it was, you know, we tried to make it happen with write Some new material and um, then, it, mm-hmm. then it was done. Okay. So that, that was, yeah, it. for, for that time. Okay. And then we came back and did it again in, uh, <laughs> <Of course. laughs> in like 2003, 2004, mm-hmm. um, okay. It, it was it was it was put together um, again with a lot of um, mixed emotions about making it happen, and uh, sure. unfortunately, the way that it turned out on the last go around, it turned out exactly how we thought it was going to happen, and we, you know, that yeah, happened. we um, we we bailed on that, and then we started right. the. 3 of 3 people out of the band went and did something else and then the one other person tried to con- try to continue doing the accused um a, a couple of times i mean albeit in, in my opinion unsuccessfully i mean i think there was a there was a point where you know it was kind of together but you know after that it was you know kind of unsuccessful and i don't know that it, that it was really um as as pure and as from the heart as as it could have been
0: Right. So I mean obviously we're not going to mention that
1: person. Yeah. Yeah, in yeah. The name and yeah all but that's, right. that's 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 but. that's a whole other that's a whole other thing, you know, that um yeah.
0: yeah. But then, then, you know, you guys ended up basically, you know, doing accused A D, which is
1: Well then we did a band called Toe Tag. So
0: Right. I remember toe so, tag I mean, which, I, I which, which we you know, which,
1: which, which we still do. I mean we've we never stopped. So we did we did we did toe tag, which was three quarters of the accused. And we we did toe tag. Um, we've put out put out put out a bunch of releases. And then mm-hmm. in the time that we've been doing toe tag, we we did an accused cover band um, called Martha's Revenge. Um that we oh, brought okay. out um, um a couple, I don't know, we I don't know. Probably did half a dozen six or eight di- different different shows that we did um, up up and down the West Coast. Um, as as Martha's Revenge, sometimes we do we do two sets. we do the toe tag set, and then we do um, our accused um, tribute set. And then um, it just dawned on us um, one day that's like we're just going to call ourselves the Accused AD, and uh, we learned. Actually, we learned the um, we learned the more fun than an open casket funeral record. Uh, we learned that mm-hmm. um, we played it all the way through from you know the beginning to end, um, which we had never done done before. Because a lot of times we we wrote songs, we recorded songs that were never uh, we never played live. Um, so for the thirtieth. Yeah, the thirtieth anniversary of the more fun than an open casket funeral record. Yeah, we um, mm-hmm. kind of we're essentially we're toe tag, but when we played those accused songs, we were the accused AD. And uh, that's yeah, awesome. and we did uh, we did uh, uh, West Coast tour, toured Texas, mm-hmm. um, played the Maryland Death Fest. Um, oh, yeah, great. did a whole and how, how are, a whole bunch of shit.
0: How are how are fans reacting to that? Like, I mean, do they do you think they they even
1: know the difference do, i mean like yeah. No, i mean it, it's it's so common these days i mean you know people don't really right. re, i mean the dynamics of being in a band it's like you know it's like being married or having you know three girlfriends or four girlfriends or four wives or something mm-hmm. some people think it's so, <laughs> right. some people think it's so simple it's like well shit man how long do you work at your job or how right. long have you been right. married you know what i mean it's like i mean there's a lot you know, I mean, you know, the guys that I play with now, I mean, we've been playing together for such a long time. I mean, we all know what we hate about each other, Um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's, you know, that's reality, you know, but but we still, you know, we still jam two two nights a week, you know, and whenever we get to play live shows again, we're, you know, fuck, we're back at it.
0: That's so funny. So I remember the first time I saw Toe Tag, um and I didn't I didn't know about the accused breakup because I you know, like most music fans, I kind of go through cycles where I'm like I'm really into one thing and then I end up in somewhere else and forget about the other thing and circle back around so um I kind of forgotten about the accused and um i was I had done some work with um the pleasure elite, which I just I love them to fucking death and uh so i uh um I went to, to one of their final shows, right, which they did a number of those, but it was at, uh somewhere in Everett, that, that horrible- Jimmy horrible Jimmy Z's, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, and we played that show. Uh, to played yeah, that show, yeah. you did.
0: And I remember, I was, I was like, I had a, a table like right in front of the stage, you know, because they have that tiny little pit area, like, yeah, I, was, I don't know, like, feet or whatever. And then the little, you know, fence thing, and then the tables right behind it. So I was sitting like right there. And uh, I'd gone out for a smoke and I came back in. I was like, I know that voice. That's so weird. And I, I couldn't place it. It was like, what the fuck? And then I saw you like writhing around on stage and all that And I was like, oh, I know who that is. <laughs> you know, that's whatever. And that that's when I, I actually learned the toe tag was, you know, essentially a, a uh, uh, what's the right word for it? You, you probably have a better word than I do, but a, a, an incarnation of. Of uh, a reincarnation, I guess, of, of the accused to a certain Yeah, state. well,
1: yeah, we have the same, um, same, same musical likes, tastes, and uh, whatnot. So, yeah, that's, so yeah,
0: a lot of fun. So, are are the same guys? Are you essentially the same band between the accused AD and Totag? Yeah, or, we've or, or uh, there so different?
1: well when we um, when we first started to do after we first stopped doing the accused, it was uh, it was me, Alex Maggot Brain, and Steve Nelson, um, who were the other mm-hmm. guys. Um, in the uh in in the accused and alex alex was a bass player of the accused and now in the in toe tag he's the guitar player um okay. in in, in toe tag um so and then we were we recru- recruited um uh, steve mcveigh came in to play bass bass with toe tag and uh, he had mm-hmm. played with uh with alex in a band called uh, hot rod lunatics um mm-hmm. and um we we uh, played for uh, with Steve Nelson playing drums, I think about seven or eight years. And then Steve uh, retired. He decided he, that playing drums wasn't something that he wanted to do. <clears throat> and then we got another drummer and his name is Chris Trenton or uh, the Diamond Sea. He was a um, singer in a band called the Midnight Idols uh, most, most recently. And then um, back in the, uh, the, the mid, mid nineties, um, hardcore thing, he was a ba- in a band called uh, Last Gasp. Um, mm-hmm. So he played drums, drums with us um, uh, for a couple of years. I don't know a number of years, maybe, maybe five. And um, mm-hmm. then we had a little tiffy. And we didn't play, <laughs> we didn't play with him anymore, which, you know, unfortunately ended up being unfortunate, but we're still friends and, you know, we all, Um, we all love each other. He since moved, he since moved to Spain, but, um, you know, that's just how things happen, but we're all, we're all cool with it. And then we got another guy to play drums with us for a while. And, um, then we got another guy to play drums with us, and he was from, (laughs) he he, he was, uh, he, he, his, his name was a Mickey Widmere and, um, he was, uh, from Portland and, um, he had been playing with a band, uh, down he'd been playing with poison idea um did some touring with poison idea um played drums on their last record and um he really wanted to come up here and jam with us so he jammed he uh came up uh he would come up to uh seattle um uh, once a week stay for a couple of days and then go back to portland Mm -hmm. um he um played with us for almost two years he recorded our uh last record that we did uh which we released under the accused ad name and the record is called uh the ghoul in the mirror and that is on uh okay. yep, that's on black house records uh, run by a uh, scott scott uh-huh. rosell very uh uh very very fine 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 gentleman and a really uh, uh fair guy to work with um the vinyl version? pardon me the vinyl version right, the vinyl version yeah
0: Perfect. Yeah, okay. and uh, so, I, I'm, um, I'm trying to only buy vinyl nowadays. Like that's, no, I'm only buying. It, it's not yeah, working very yeah. well, but it's my yeah. goal.
1: And uh, so then we played with uh, Mickey for a while. Um, he had some um, mental health issues um, mm-hmm. that he um, that we were aware of um, that he uh, didn't want to acknowledge. Um, oh, so yeah. he was um, a fellow who was uh, closer to 50 than 25, but still carried himself as if he was 19. Oh, um, boy. So, yeah. um, uh, so we decided that we were no longer going to play drums with, with Mickey. And then we mm-hmm. called up our good friend, um, Steve, the Slayer Hippie Hanford. Oh, and we we know what happened there. Yeah, so who was in a band? um, He was—he was an poison idea for a number of years. I met Steve Mm -hmm. back in '85 when he was um, in a band called Mayhem, um, down Mm -hmm. in Portland, a metal band. Um, So we uh, brought Steve up here, and we learned the uh, uh, we learned the Acue songs, um, and. we did we did some local shows local shows with him um did some you know, in seattle seattle and portland Um we did a short mm-hmm. tour um with um i hate god negative approach sheer terror, oh, awesome. and final, final conflict approach. um yeah we did like a two two week uh, west coast tour it was fucking killer <clears throat> and then we came back and we did um we did a couple of more local shows, and then the last show that we played with Steve was at the uh plaid pig in uh, Tacoma and we mm-hmm. played with um acid teeth and um They're yeah what yeah they are yeah really nice guys um and um one other band I can't remember and then you know then all the you know then then all the fucking virus hit and we didn't really know. You know, how long all this stuff was going to happen. And, you know, my wife started mm-hmm. working from home. So we weren't really, Steve would come. We'd have to drive down to Portland and get Steve and his drums and bring him back up to Seattle. Right. And we, we, uh, we rehearse at my house and he he would stay, stay at our house and, uh, not my house, um, our house. I'm married and. <laughs> With the wife, right yeah. there, you, you got to make sure well, <laughs> it's It's true, but, um, uh, just a, a slip. And, uh, yeah, then he ended up. Uh, um, then he ended up having a heart attack and dying, you know, That's as, um, yeah. which was really too bad. And um, he had been uh, somebody's calling my telephone, and um, <laughs> he had been working on. Uh, I got a whole bunch of stuff that he'd been doing. He had a he had a project. He had he had released a record on on the Black House Black House label with a band he had um, called Fetish. Uh, really, mm-hmm. really, really great, really great record. Um, very, very, very much in that Poison Idea um, right. uh, uh, flavor. Um, he was working on a uh, um, Black, uh, Blue Easter Colt um, tribute LP he had <clears throat> had oh, all kind oh. of heavy hitters um uh that he was uh had on that record he had done uh a, a project called mondo generator um that uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Nick Oliveri from from Queens of the stone mm-hmm. age he was just doing all this stuff and but you know the last the last project he he one of the last ones he got to do was um with with another um buddy of ours from portland his name's uh tony avila um he i met him when he was in a band called uh world of lies kind of a thrash metal <clears throat> type of a deal and then he's done a bunch of shit in between then and uh he, uh steve and, and tony um put these put these four songs together and then they got the uh, nick Nicolaveri to come in there and and play bass and I think, mm-hmm. I think Tony played rhythm guitar and I think they had another, um, got Ian. I can't remember his last time. He, he played a uh, second guitar and, uh, and it ended up being a, a four song single. And the name of the band is a DEA, um, dead end America. And it's with, um okay. it's with a N- Nicole Laverie, um, sings a song, uh, Mike from, uh, mm-hmm. I hate God, <clears throat> sings a song. Um, I sing a song and then, oh. um, yeah, the, the Slayer hippie that's, yeah he's he's strong.
0: song great. yeah cool i'm gonna follow you follow up with you and some, some links or whatever for for when i actually publish mm-hmm. this so just be ready for mm-hmm. that um I, I have a couple of, of last questions sure. um one of them is uh um i'm part of this group of friends like there's four of us that um or i guess yeah, what's was five of us now wait no no four of us i'm sorry um that you know we only communicate via text and every once in a while it's all random so i was like yeah i'm going to talk to blaine from the accused and you know do you have any questions so my friend maynard had i think probably the best question ever and that was has anybody in the accused had to get neck surgery neck neck surgery neck surgery from all the no no no
1: no no, you gotta do you gotta do your fucking stretches man (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah yeah when you're out when you're when you're on tour and you're doing that 30, 30 nights in a row no you, know, you got to stretch and you got to you know you got to take care of yourself
0: yeah no kidding yeah. right I, and i think that's what a lot of bands don't get they're like oh yeah we'll just go out and get fucked up and be on the road oh. for you know
1: a month. <laughs> no that's that's a young man's game boy when you get no after a while though you can't no you can't do that
0: that's amazing amazing blaine it's been incredible to talk to you man. yeah thank you and is there is there anything else you want to do in parting like any you know anything you want to promote or check anything out, like that? Uh, any... check
1: out my my uh my youtube channel it's called the wicker bar um i do okay i will i do uh, oh i see i that. do i do yeah. uh, cocktails mostly i do some cooking and it's supposed to be collectibles <laughs> um i haven't gotten into that that angle yet but um yeah we started off doing videos on uh on on facebook you know back when all this stuff started um just kind of showing um you know just simple simple cooking techniques you know i think people get intimidated um when it comes to cooking and um you know there's no reason why when you're at home that you can't um enjoy you know enjoy enjoy good food and enjoy a good drink and um you know not have to spend a bunch of money
0: i i the one thing i've said to my son he's he's now 19 and living in his first apartment on his own right and I started you know putting in his head I was like if you know how to make a good chicken breast and a good omelet that gets you halfway there and at the very least it's going to get you late yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. you can make yeah. dinner at home for you know a cute girl and you can make breakfast in yes. the yes. so anyway hey Blaine it was such a pleasure to talk to you I'll reach out with uh, you know to get more you know some links and stuff to put in the bottom yeah. or in the bottom but Absolute pleasure, man. All right,
1: friend. thank you. Peace. Awesome.
0: Thank you so well, much. Cheers. Bye now. Peace from Potlatch. You got wow. it. Cheers. Oh, oh. stay online oh. for just for one second because okay. it's going to upload a little bit of your video. Okay. Okay. So we will hang out. Just keep the browser okay. open. Cheers, man. Rock and roll.